Hey, you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. Have you ever been in a season where what you were believing God for didn't match the variables that were in your given situation? Like that time the Israelites were following Jesus and the disciples, not Israelites, but who, the Hebrews, uh, were following Jesus. And the disciples were like, uh, you may want to send them back because it's getting dark and we need to feed them. And then Jesus got crunk and was like, you feed them. And the disciples was like, bruh, it would take a year's worth of wages to feed all these people. Like, there's no corner stores. There's no super centers. <laughs> like, we need to just tell these people to go back home. I'll bet we need we mean to keep you that long and send them on their way. And so Jesus was like, I'm sure y'all did inventory to realize all of this. So now that you're analytical enough to bring me the facts, what do you have? And they were like, mm, a boy's lunch. But like, still, he was like, all right, well, bring that to me. And then we know of that to be one of the greatest miracles ever that Jesus was able to feed 5,000 plus people, not including women and children, right? With two fish and five loaves. Like Jesus was ultimately able to expand beyond with something so small, but yet it was able to satisfy a multitude. I am currently living that particular situation right now. And I felt like, and I always feel like it is so far more rich to capture a season while it's occurring than to get to the other side and then say, okay, listen, this is how you get to the side like this. Like sometimes the most breakthrough testimony is the one that you're authentically currently walking in. And I never want to miss out on a season or even to miss out on a gym that I can get walking through the season with someone uh, by trying to save face or not wanting to give my business out. Or no, I feel like if more people were transparent, then more people would be healed. You know how many times over the last couple of weeks that I was looking up certain YouTube channels and things of that nature that I heard people say, and I thought that it was just me because people don't talk about it whether it was miscarriages whether it was issues in marriage early on later on what what have you that parenting issue like the thing that the person was going through they felt so heavy until they felt light enough to share it because they were like oh my gosh I did not find this particular information on YouTube. This wasn't talked about in my inner circle. I didn't hear this growing up. And so sometimes where people feel like they have to trailblaze is just because someone else didn't feel as transparent or vulnerable enough to let them know I've walked that path before. Imagine how much easier your particular struggle would have been if someone already would have carved that out for you. And then let you know where the path can be taken or what have you. Like maybe a lot of women wouldn't have felt so taboo about miscarriages because someone else was able to say, hey, I too experienced that, right? Be that name of Jesus. Maybe someone else could, could have felt like, you know what? If I would have known that businesses were going to take that particular route or whatever it is, it's I would have felt better essentially if someone would have let me in on their pain, because if you share your pain with me, 
Now your pain soothes me and your pain was no longer in vain. Like why is the only outcome of certain pain should just put it in the jar, hide it and put it underneath something and let's not ever think about it or talk about it or disclose it again. Isn't the mere, I guess, outcome of pain is to truly have it where you can pull back your wound and let someone know this is where I a this is what I learned from this scar this is what I would have done differently this is why I'm sharing this with you and this is the wisdom that I got from like just really looking at the scar and recreating it so that it's not ugliness it's actually a mark of wisdom now because prior to that scar you didn't know prior to that scar nobody revealed prior to that scar you were ignorant in an area but now that you know don't ride your bike (laughs) on things that look like now that you know when you see a dog don't run now that you know hey whatever it is whatever way that you obtain that particular scar now that you know that is your indication and your life mark that you will never be ignorant in that area again But it would behoove the person after you, it would behoove a generation after you for you to go ahead and share some of that. Yes, someone shouldn't have to recreate your pain to now gain your particular set of wisdom. It is supposed to be, I went through this so that you can go ahead and adapt to what I had to learn painfully. Do you see what I'm saying? And so that is the whole purpose of me even sharing half the things I even share. It's not just to have a good conversation, although we do have good conversations. It is more about, listen, at this point, I want to make sure that whatever it is that I'm going through, like the enemy messed up, (laughs) the LMNOP messed up, ma'am, sir, because what this is getting ready to do is be two birds with one stone. You thought you was taking one bird down, but what you didn't realize is that when this bird comes up, we're going to have another bird in the queue and another bird in the queue because I'm going to use every piece of discomfort that ever comes my way and make it where it looks like five smooth stones that took down Goliath. You heard me? Like we're no longer walking through any parts of our life, looking down, feeling down. Woe is me. We already know the Bible tells us so many different ways that you are not the only person going through what you're going through. That if you're going through something that's difficult, count it as joy because it means that your faith is being perfected and it means once you get perfected that you'll be needing nothing that you know what you're going through this because it's a greater joy yet no discipline feels good in the moment like if you look at the bible you're like yo it tells me so many different ways i know you want to just you know seep down into that hurt i know you want to put the lights down and make it where it's you know a depressive situation i know you want to woe is me real quick because it kind of feeds and, and makes the flesh tingle but what i need you to do is get in your spiritual bag and start reminding yourself this is not going to to be all that it is my chapter doesn't end like this and if my chapter does end like this then it's okay because my book doesn't end this way and if I thought that you know what God forgot about me who hasn't let's look at the greats go ahead and look in the Bible and see all the times that it, David went ahead and cried out Lord what, what thou was giveth and gal taketh and everyone has felt that at some time but that comes with the property of being being a human we are not so entwined like we should be in our spirit that we understand spirit things God is not silent because he doesn't care God is silent because he's teaching a thing God is silent because he's working on a thing and we know enough now that he doesn't have to keep speaking to us when we were infants and someone was trying to soothe it was I know I know I know 
you had to do the sound effects, you had to do the body motion, you had to do the tap, tap, tap. It was so much you had to do to soothe. I'm not doing that with a 15-year-old. I'm not doing that with a 25-year-old. I'm definitely not doing that with a 35-year-old. So how I soothed you before is not how I'm going to soothe you then, and I think we need to go ahead and connect to God in that way. The reason why I'm as passionate as I am now is because I want us to get out of getting stuck in a way that something used to work. Let me tell you something about me. I strive to be the person that scares the prior versions of me. As I continue to grow and as I continue to evolve, I always mention myself or reference myself as that was my prior self. Because I want to be able to keep note and keep tabs on, oh, I don't think the same. I don't feel that way anymore. I used to, but I don't. That kind of thing, right? And so now I'm at the stage that I'm like, I want to evolve so effortlessly and in depth that the prior versions of me are scared. Like, bruh, I would have never done it that way. Correct. That's why I know that I've grown. That's why I know that um, I'm not willing to be stagnant anymore, to play it safe anymore, to do any of that. So that is my litmus test to when I'm in a situation and it feels like, mm, like what were prior version of me would have done? If I can assert that I wouldn't have done it this way a couple of versions of me ago, then I, I, I'm definitely on the right path. I'm going to give you the situation that I'm currently walking and you're going to walk it with me because we, we, we getting close like that. That's just what it is. Right. I have been believing God for a certain salary. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of things that I want to do. My side hustles, the things that I'm, you know, all the different things, my purpose projects and all of that passion projects, eat all the above. But when it comes to my salary, there's a certain number that I was, that I am believing God for. Not only that, God in a dream, in a dream, and if you know anything about my dreams, God speaks to me through those as well. And he speaks to you, but that's between you and the Lord and how you want to dissect that. And so in my dream, he showed me a salary number. Not only did I know, how did you know it was a salary number? Because it was on an offer letter. (laughs) It was on an offer. Yes, it was on an offer letter. So I know that I know that I know that God was like, cool, this is the salary that I'm getting ready to give you, right? And so with that information, I look at where I'm at now and I'm like, "Mm, that ain't it. So what do I do? I start looking elsewhere. I'm applying to all different positions. I'm shooting high. I'm shooting low. It don't matter where I'm shooting. Everybody's blocking it, right? (laughs) Nobody's calling your girl back. She's definitely not getting no play. And I'm like, what happened? I did the whole resume update. I done updated the LinkedIn. Got the professional joints on the profile. You see what I'm saying? And I did all the things that need to be done. And when I say I got the donut number of responses back, I'm talking about dub i'm talking about zero zing zing got no higher i'm talking about uh it's almost like i'm just been applying to the air the whole time because wow the two people that did call me back i said no to one the other guy was like nah you good oh, very much very much oh okay i'll go ahead and take my disrespect to go please <laughs> uh can i have a cup of ice with it or something because like that's the way that i'm feeling and so lately I find myself going back and forth with a particular decision. 
I mean, giving very much Maya. Should I stay? Should I go? I don't know. But I won't stop. Drive me wrong. I can't help it. It's a Maya song. Even though I could How you put that thing on me? Anyway, just read your Bible and listen to your music. And so what it's been feeling like is like, okay, I feel like. The way that God has been speaking to me and confirming to me that I should be in my current seat, right? That there's been some changes in management that has confirmed that. There's been some um, things that have been occurring that I'm like, okay, God, I think I see what you're doing. But then there is this other side of me that's like, but I am not currently seeing what you said. What I'm believing you for, what I feel like you said to me. I feel like I'm not seeing that. And the Holy Spirit brought up a conversation that you and I had a little while ago. He literally said a year from now. And I was like, a year from now what? He said a year from now, this is not going to be your situation. And I said, well, Holy Spirit, uh, I'm glad that you came by. But real quick, let me explain. Um, Who got time to wait a year from now in this particular salary? Because let me go ahead and give it to you this way. The Lord done blessed me with a house. Okay. Um, I got some bigger responsibilities coming up. Okay. My husband and I, uh, it's a couple of things I want to do. Uh, we are now currently, I'm going to put my business on the street. And if I hear it in the street, I'm going to come to you street. Cause I know you said it. Okay. Um, we now are down a car. Okay. Had to go ahead and sell the little Nissan Murano that I had because you cough one more time and have these maintenance people tell me anything else with a comma in it that I owe, I'm getting ready to walk to work, okay? Um, very, giving very much um, Saucy Santana because let me see you walk. walk. Like, that's what I'm getting ready to do, right? And so at this point, it, it I'm looking at my responsibilities. I'm looking at the things that I know that's in the queue for me. I'm looking at the things that is futurely going to be my 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 present in a little bit and I'm like oh so it only makes sense to go ahead and start just applying to different things it's time to get hired somewhere else right wrong God is literally telling me right now in the center of that I need you to give me a year I said God why then he went ahead because I'm, I'm a little bit of a thug, so God speaks to me thug-like sometimes. So I'm going to give it to you how he gave it to me. He says, stop playing the short game and start playing the long game. I said, well, what's that? He says, see, you want to go from this salary and then jump up five to, you know, maybe even 10000 You'd be like, well, that's good. And, you know, th that will be uh, the increase. And then you'll wait another couple of years, and then, you know, you'll jump again. And, and you know, so, so you're going to point A to point B, and then you're waiting a little bit, and then you're going from point B to point C, and then you're waiting a little bit. He was like, how I want to do it is I want to take you from A, and I want to go all the way to L. I was like, oh, he said, with how you are getting ready to do this, you won't see the growth if you do it your way in a year, if you do it my way. I said, God, I'm not going to hold you. Can I be real with you? Listen, when we get this house, sir, <laughs> I want a fence, right? 
And the way that lumber is starting to, you know, times two, carry the one. It's expensive. And then I've also been having my eye on a particular vehicle now that I'm down one. If I got to get in another one, I want to get in one that I want to get in. You understand? And so I'm starting to dream again. But, like, my dreams are not aligned to this current salary. And he was like, that's how you know it's me. I said, God, come on, <laughs> Come on, B. Like, I ain't going to hold you. Like, I know that you got and you 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 got all that. But here's the thing. Um, these things that are coming up, they're time sensitive, sir. Like, my son has senior dues and all these other different things that are coming up. And I just want to be, I ain't going to hold you. I just want to be prepared, right? I'm not trying to. It's not like I, I am literally asking you to re, let me go ahead and get the blessing that is going to uh carry okay uh, all these financial situations and immediately God was like and I'm asking you to give me a year now let me tell you why that was so potent to me one it did remind me of that conversation you and I had about waiting a year from now because in that I remember saying something about the parable in the Bible where the guy was ready to oh no that was the one that was not yet but I did do a year from now also and so I was like okay and I think we kind of spoke about Sarah and that which I'm going to talk about now in a little bit but I remembered that and I was like okay two uh it was more potent to me because God knows that I'm time framed right uh for God to love me enough to speak to me in a way that I understand was pretty dope because time frames do something for me in that it tells me I need to be prepared when this time is up. Like if somebody called me in the beginning of the year and was like, Hey, we want to have Thanksgiving with you. I'm already going ahead and setting up however it needs to be done. And I'm planning E or the above financially in February because being prepared is just my thing. It's my soothe. It, it just, it's my jam. So for God to tell me, give me a year, initially made me feel like, oh my. And then after it was like, thank you. Thank you for loving me that much that you knew, you knew that I couldn't just do a dot, 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 that I just needed to know. So then I went the extra mile. I was like, okay, I just want you to tell me where to put my efforts. And he was like, I need you not to do anything but perfect your craft for a year. Because I strongly believe that when God is telling you to prepare for something, he's asking you to actually perfect something. He's asking you to go ahead and show thyself approved. So I just needed to know what my script was. I was like, bro, I need you to go ahead and tell me what to do. He was like, cool, for the next year, I need you to go ahead and perfect your craft. You need to know more about what it is that you're believing me for, more about what you said you want more salary. I need you to know so much about what's going on in this particular career path that you literally, like God, anywhere that you place me, whether it's high, low, somewhere else here, however it goes, that I'm going to go ahead and support the blessing that you're going to give me. Because the worst thing in the world is to get promoted and you're ill-prepared and you're stumbling in your blessing. Can you imagine if somebody was um two weeks pregnant and our pregnancy time was shaved down from nine months to to one month bruh how many of us would be prepared most people don't even know they pregnant until you understand a couple of missed periods you're like time out 
two, four, six. Bro, what you mean I'm three months pregnant? Yeah, that's the reason why he gave us that nine months. Because you're going to need time to go ahead and let you understand what's going on with your body. To go ahead to adjust to a change. To make up a name. To get a room. Get the bassinet. Get the crib. There is so much you need to prepare for that God was like, they're going to need about, not a whole year, but like, like nine months. Yeah, you're going to need that. And so if we need a little shy of a year just to prepare for life, how much more do you think you need to prepare for the new life that you're believing God for? There is so much preparation in just one prayer. You have no idea. I need for us to start going to God. And once you pray for a thing, then ask him, what's my role? What do I need to go ahead and do? Okay, so after that, what do I do? I need us to start asking more questions on what we need to do opposed to asking questions to God and what he's doing. It's none of your business what God is doing. You know that he's creating Thanksgiving. This is not drive through So you need to ask him, hey, is there anything that you need from me? Do I need to go get extra napkins? Do I need to set up the table? Like, what is it? You need to be alert and ready to be used by God at any given juncture of it. Because acceleration is usually what happens with God's blessing. But sometimes we get a little lazy because the beginning part takes a little bit, right? Like everybody's around grandma house and she cooking Thanksgiving and she doing everything. And we went from, is it ready yet? Is it ready yet? To now we're being four, five, six o'clock. And you like, bro, I'm sleepy. So now everybody's sleepy and got the itis pre hunger. Cause it's hangry. So you're like, I need to go to bed before I get upset. And then when it's time to go ahead and set the table and gather everybody, doesn't that part take the longest? Bro, y'all complain all day. It's not ready yet. It's not ready yet. And now to try to gather people for the prayer. Why is this taking so long? Y'all all should have been in uh, size order. I don't understand. And I think that that's how God feels. It's like, listen, I, I just need you to be present enough that when I call you, you like, here I am. Like, yeah, I didn't move. So I asked myself, I said, and even thinking about my own situation, I said, if you know that's what God said, then what's the thing that keeps making you alter between which, how you would have done it and what you want to do versus to how God is doing it and what he wants to do? And I said, well, there's a couple of, th- couple of things that I'm like, I'm looking at. I'm looking at the, and the reality is to sum it all up is that I am using my logic to compute something spiritual. I am looking at what God is doing versus the time frame that I would have wanted him to do it. I am actually, I'm believing God, but just in case I want to go ahead and put some other, sow some other seeds real quick. And so God gave me this word. He said, um, why don't you just wait and see? Is it difficult for you to wait and see? And when he said that, um, I laughed and he was like, oh, um, and not laugh like, ha, 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 ha. Like, I wasn't giving premium LOL. It was just a, <laughs> okay, wait and see. He was like, I'm glad you did that. I want you to go ahead and go to Genesis 18. I said, you want me to read about Sarah? He was like, very much. I said, okay. You know, I read from the NLT version. He was like, copy. Oh, okay. So Genesis 18, I'm going to start at verse 1. The Lord again 
appeared again to Abraham near the oak grove belonging to Merah. One day Abraham was sitting at the entrance to his tent during the hottest part of the day. Two, he looked up and noticed three men standing nearby. When he saw them, he ran to meet them and welcomed them, bowing low to the ground. Three, my Lord, he said, if it pleases you, stop here for a while. Four, rest in the shade of this tree while water is brought to wash your feet. Five, and since you've honored your servant with this visit, let me prepare some food to refresh you before you continue on your journey. All right, they said, do as you have said. Six. So Abraham ran back to the tent and said to Sarah, Harry, get three large measures of your best flour, knead it into dough, and bake some bread. Seven. Then Abraham ran out to the herd and chose a tender calf and gave it to his servant, who quickly prepared it. Eight. When the food was ready, Abraham took some yogurt and milk and the roasted meat, and he served it to the men. As they ate, Abraham waited on them in the shade of the trees. Nine. Where's your... Where's Sarah, your wife? The visitors asked. She's inside the tent, Abraham replied. Ten. Then one of them said, I will return to you about this time next year, and your wife, Sarah, will have a son. Sarah was listening to this conversation from the tent. Eleven. Abraham and Sarah were both very old by this time, and Sarah was long past the age of having children. Twelve. So she laughed silently to herself and said, How could a worn-out woman like me enjoy such pleasure, especially when my master, my husband, is also so old? Thirteen. Then the Lord said to Abraham, Why does Sarah laugh? Why does she say, Can an old woman like me have a baby? Fourteen. Is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return about this time next year and Sarah will have a son. 15. Sarah was so afraid, so she denied it, saying, I didn't laugh. But the Lord said, no, you did laugh. (laughs) Pause. First of all, uh, Jesus... God is not the games, okay? Um, what you're not going to do is sit here and say what you didn't do, and I know all things. Like, now you, now you disrespected my intellect. Have a nice day. But here's the thing. She didn't laugh because it was funny. She laughed because logically it didn't make any sense. How could a woman that is that old, and her husband is also that old, to the point that certain versions of the bible says that uh, she was not able to uh, sexually be uh stimulated okay uh that it literally said that she no longer could enjoy that particular pleasure so when shop is shut down yeah her shop was definitely shut down it so the laughing was i can't see how you are about to bring forth what you just said I cannot see how in old age you are about to bring forth a baby. I cannot see in a dead situation how you just automatically just told us that you're going to bring forth life. 
I can't see in this relationship that has been dying for some years how you just said y'all getting ready to get a fresh anointing. I cannot see after having so many different financial issues and woes how you about to say and I'm about to bless you abundantly financially. I cannot see after being single for this long that now all of a sudden you're like, you know what? And your spouse is on the way. So go ahead and rejoice. I cannot see that once I finally dissolve the idea of having kids and now all of a sudden you giving me names and stuff that makes me I'm walking past alpha and stuff in Walmart and I'm like oh that's so cute and now I'm getting this tingly like I'm getting baby fever low-key I can't see that after all this time saying that I would never ever and that all these other things that I'm actually starting to do it I cannot see after being an apartment owner for however long and saying nope because the market is crazy and my credit and this that and the third that you told me I'm getting ready to have real estate I cannot see how you can go and tell Israelites who've been slaves for so long that you're going to give them a land of milk and honey I cannot see what you said you're going to do spiritually. I can't see it, Lord. And the thing that I love about God is that he was like, I know, just wait and see. See, but, but God, that's an oxymoron. Because waiting it means that it's going to, I got to pause, right? I got to wait. If somebody said wait 10 minutes, it's like, oh, okay. If somebody said wait an hour, that makes sense. If somebody said, um, you know, wait a, a couple of days, a, a week. Matter of fact, wait uh, 40 weeks because that's when the baby's going to come. If somebody said wait and then gave me a time frame that equated to that wait, that makes sense. But you said wait and see. Seeing is now. I see right now. I see what's in front of me. I see this phone. I see lights. I see trees. I, I see now. So you put two things together to contradict each other you told me to wait and see and I think what God is trying to say is um, if you release the time frame that you have in your heart if you release the very thing that you're saying I need this by this time God I'm starting to get a little bit nervous and I, and I feel like the blessing should happen around this time alright God I feel like I only got a little bit more to go ahead and do and I got a little bit more in the tank, sir. Um, I feel like if we release the time frame, we will see what we've been waiting for. Isn't that the promise? Isn't that the whole point? To wait and see what you've been waiting for. I, I just, we wait 40 weeks to see what we've grown we wait during the construction period on the home to see it all come to pass to go from the picture to the promise we wait and see going from the postcard to the promised land I really feel like we are all in a season that we need to step out of wanting to hurry and see <laughs> see right now sightsee whatever the way that we want to conjure up seeing in whatever capacity right and I think that we just need to start falling in love with the weight because there's protection in the weight God is preparing something in the weight he's preparing a table before your enemies that when you sit down it's gonna anoint and overflow and don't you know that the anointing oil only overflows once you sit down but it, it it took a while to make that chair that you're sitting in that table that you're sitting at and it took a while to press on this particular oil that is getting ready to anoint you the waiting is the most valuable part 
the waiting requires a certain posture. The waiting is how you learn how to trust him. The waiting is how you learn how to love him. The waiting is when you get closer to him. The waiting is when you start to open up your heart and he shows you what needs to be shifted and shaped. And now you're like, oh, that part is still, I didn't, I thought I was over that part. Oh, wait a minute, God, you know what? I ain't gonna hold you. I see that part of me too. The waiting is where he goes and shows you the things that he needs you to change so that when you see it, you see differently. There is a, a a maturing that occurs from the time that you're pregnant to the time that you give birth. There is a, a maturation that happens when you go from expecting to receiving. And that only happens in the wait. What would happen if you were to truly just with authentic posture wait and see what God has for you? That's my challenge to you. Can you change the posture of how you're waiting until you see what God has for you? I want us to change the way we look at wait and see. I don't want us to laugh in, in, in doubt because it's an emotion. She had an emotional reaction to something spiritual and that was out of alignment. God is doing something in this season that he wants you to be reminded. He wants me to be reminded that he did not forget that the best part of this entire process is what happens to you in the midst of the wait and he could easily give it to you now, but it's not ready. Not because it's not ready because you're not. He qualifies you. As he is conjuring up was for you. He does a couple of things. It's like God has the hardest job in the world. He has to perfectly align your free will to make decisions on if you're going to trust him or not, if you're going to do what he says or not, if you're going to obey him or not, if you're going to go ahead and finally listen to the Holy Spirit's nudges or not. And he has to align your processing to his promise. Do you know how difficult that is? The promise been ready, <laughs> okay? That land in milk and honey didn't just automatically, oh, there's new real estate out there. Who knew? But he had to wait for the Israelites to get to a certain point. It's like maybe you're ready now. God has the hardest job in this entire process. All you have to do is follow his instruction to follow the Holy Spirit's unctioning, to just follow if you're following God, you cannot fail. God does not fail. He does not. If you are following God, you will not fail. You need to hear that again because I need to hear it again. If you are authentically in your being following God, you cannot fail. The Bible says with two or more gathered, there he is in a mist. And so I'm going to go ahead and just say, hey, Jesus, how you doing? Um, and pray this now. Father God, I need you to open our eyes so that we can see that we are following you and not following our own safety. We have allowed ourselves to go ahead and think that um, maybe we're not following you because uh it's not we not we're not going in the route that we thought when it, it's not 
producing what we thought it would produce. We're starting to believe our, our sight. And the Bible says that we are not to walk by that. So in the name of Jesus, I pray that you open up the true eyesight of faith and you show us that as long as we continue to keep walking this path, as long as we continue to keep growing, as long as we can continue to do the things that you said, that we will see growth that is exponential far beyond what we could have done on our own and that will be the litmus test that it was you all along we can do a year your way or we can do a year our way but we will never be able to see what you had us waiting for if we choose the latter thank you god for doing what you can only do in your son's precious name jesus christ i pray amen let me explain something to you we are not in a season no more that we are going to just get this over with we are going to walk it out in faith the right way it is going to be great it is going to be worth it and you did not waste your time i need you to truly understand that it is not time wasted when you spend time walking with god you need to know that i need you to get that in your spirit i don't want the enemy to try to use that anymore you could be doing such and such by now oh look look such and such got her blessing oh look such as he look at what he's doing and you're looking at everybody else and you're looking at your small tiny beginning you're like god i could be doing way more yeah but you don't know what god has in store for you just wait and see do you understand that okay well listen i feel like you got what you needed you know what these conversations are. They are life-provoking conversations, conversations that not everybody is going to have with you, but who your favorite homegirl. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and let you let me go, uh, and we'll continue talking later, okay? All right, later. <laughs>